I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. I'm sorry, I don't speak Japanese. What are we driving? Welcome back to the Fast Five Minute Podcast, a show where each week two friends come together and they talk about five minutes of a Fast and Furious movie. And lucky for you, listener, we're talking about minute 55 to 60 of the third installment, the Fast and the Furious colon Tokyo Drift uh, 2006 special. Uh, My name is Stone, and the other co-host, the handsome devil himself, uh, Guard. Hey, thanks, brother. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Anytime. Um... What up? Oh, not much. Uh, this is probably going to come out on Wednesday again. Oops. But, Oops, uh, daisy. Out today and... for people listening. <laughs> so you're welcome. Um, uh, it's, it was hot here. Um, not a big fan of the middle of summer. Too hot for me. I agree. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that that's about all I got going on. Um, I'm excited to see you in a couple weeks. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Forgot about that. Yeah. Upcoming so, event. Yeah, so you'll know when I see Guard because there probably won't be a podcast that week. <laughs> I was going to say, yet another delay. It's season three is completely off the rails. Well, uh, we're busy boys, and I won't apologize for that. That's right. Summer's <laughs> a busy time, specifically. Guard, what's up with you? How's, how, how are you? How's I'm dying to know uh, how the old Route 4 is doing, to be honest. The RAV is officially totaled. <laughs> oh, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, good? That's, that's probably... Probably for the best. Uh, probably for the best. Because it uh, very likely had frame damage and all sorts mm. of things that would have been tough to repair. Uh, Guard, I know you're, so, not, so I know you're not a big car guy like I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, frame damage is bad. Uh, yes, it appeared... <laughs> I don't know for sure if it had it or not, but it appeared from my novice eye to have a significant amount of frame damage. All right, well, um, uh, may her soul rest in the clouds with uh, the V8s and the valve springs, but uh, you're probably going to get a new (laughs) car, so that's exciting. That one's not going to the V8 uh, heaven. That one's going to the four-cylinder heaven. (laughs) The the four-cylinder demigod? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, But that does open up a brand new opportunity to buy a new vehicle. That's correct, Stone. Cool. So, are you you hopping back into the old Rav zone, or are you you trying out something new? I have already uh, put a deposit down on a new Rav. A brand is just same car, newer. Exactly the same vehicle, one year newer. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're a man that knows what he likes. I, I like know what I wanted, going. and I didn't want to fool around with the research process for buying a new car again because I took a long time doing that last time, oh, and I'm so much tired time. of it. So. Yeah, dude, you did all the research, so just get the newest one. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, also, well, I moved exciting. into a new apartment, so sorry, everyone, if my voice is echoing. I, we'll see how successful Stone is on uh, engineering that sound later on, I suppose. Or you're welcome if it, maybe it sounds better than your old apartment. That's right, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> who knows? Not us yet. I have a complaint, though, Stone, that I'd like to air out to someone to so I can get the grievance off my chest. Oh, please do. That's what I'm here for. I have gotten mail for a litany of people. 
Oh, more than just the previous owner, but I don't know. I don't like at least three different names, and this is a two-bedroom apartment. So I'm confused as to what the living situation was here last time. I guess. (laughs) Um. Yeah, forward your uh, address. It's free if you just go onto the USPS uh, website. I wish the previous occupants would have taken that step. Well, hey, you're sharing this knowledge. We're sharing this knowledge with all of our listeners, uh, so they will not be the burden on someone else the next time they move. And here's a an even better incentive: you'll get your mail. You'll get your own mail. That's the best part, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be a nice guy and take it to the post office, but they obviously don't know where the the guy's at, you know. So by the uh, post office, do you gonna... mean your I... trash, or are you just gonna throw it in the trash? I'm not going to throw it in the trash. <laughs> a, f- a few things looked important. I'm going to take it back to the post office and say, listen, I don't know who this is. And then it's their problem. Yeah, we had that issue with the new house where I'm like, oh, I just want to throw this away. And then we got like a really cute handwritten note from what looked like a small child addressed to their aunt. And I'm like, oh, I can't throw this away. <laughs> that would make me a bad person. So you opened the mail. So we opened it and read it. And so at least one set of eyes got to see it. Stone, that's no, felony, Br- Brianna took it, but she also took it like last week, and we've had it for a couple months now. So, oops. <laughs> she she told me the whole story where she uh, thought about knocking on the door and thought better of it, so she just left it and uh, did not interact with the people, which I agree is the right choice. Oh yeah, for sure. She took it to the new recipient. Yes, they live in the town. How, wait, how? I'm confused. How'd she know what the new address was? I believe she got in contact with our real estate agent. I don't know. She took care of it. I would have just let it sit in the corner for the next three years. Uh, Taking until it back I to finally the post office away. is as far as I'm willing to go. Well, uh, you're better than a lot of meaner men, so good on you. Hey, thanks. So before we get too far in, um, I have an ad if you want to hear it. Yeah, we got to pay for that new car. This week brought to you by the day after a big event. Really <laughs> excited about something, but a little stressed from the buildup. Do a little too much partying and you need a break. Try the day after a big event. I don't like that one. I always get day after big event depression. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like the day after Christmas. You're like, oh, Christmas is over. Now you have to like wait a whole nother year for christmas again like it was fun but like <laughs> yeah but the day after christmas is nice you're with people you like usually there's no stress of like uh trying to surprise someone you've already surprised someone hopefully they like the gift you got to <laughs> give you have all your gifts that you get to try out and mess with uh i can't just, be the only one that gets a little bit depressed after christmas because i have to wait a whole nother year for christmas i personally right? <laughs> this might be a weird uh me thing but i like the day after christmas well i guess it doesn't have to be specifically the day after but like the week following you're like oh that was so much fun and now we have New to years. wait a year for it again let me run this scenario past you stone yeah run it past me okay new year's eve okay you're planning on going out of state to celebrate okay uh in this scenario, it's with me. You're coming to Laramie oh, to so, celebrate. Actually, you're meeting me in Laramie. We're going to Denver to celebrate New oh, Year's I'm Eve. I'm so excited. We have I'm a so blast. Excited. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. We get pretty badly drunk on New Year's Eve. Okay, yeah, as, as is tradition. <laughs> New Year's Day comes around. 
and we hang out again. We this is a two day mm-hmm. event we have planned. Oh. Your flight is at uh, six a.m. <laughs> the the following day, January second. Okay, you, you make it home by eleven. You tell me you're not gonna enjoy from eleven to ten p.m. that next day, and and really soak that up as you. Well, talk. I mean, you're right. I would, and I would, but that's a continuation of the full of a week event. You know, yeah, it, count, it counts. But that's what I'm it saying. Counts. The day after a big event, you're it's right. A nice you're time. right. You're right. You're right. Um, but then, like the two days after that, a little depressed because <laughs> I've, I've spent all my well, fun. This is an ad. For, this is not an ad for the second okay. day okay. after a big event. Well, so. I what, you're okay. I didn't. I didn't understand the ad. But thank you for explaining it to me. <laughs> I'm, I'll gladly take this day. I'll gladly take this ad. If it was the week after a big event, I tell him to kick <laughs> kick rocks. Get okay. out of here. I don't like you. You make me feel weird. You make me feel a little sad. Get out of here. The day after, I'll take it. Okay. Thank you. You sold me. You're right. You're right, dude. Thank you for the explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you could jump on board with me on that one. Awesome. Guard, I have something off the top. I do too. I have a couple more things, but I suspect oh. we have at least one crossover event. Yeah. Well, I'll do mine. Okay. If that's okay with you. Uh, mm-hmm. It's time for F123. Mm-hmm. Guard, we are in um, Austria for the Austrian Grand Prix at the Red Bull Ring. Um, and you made a bet. I, I did, yeah. You knew because you made a bet. I did. And you bet your bet was correct, right? No. Okay. Well, who'd you who'd you bet who'd you bet on, and how did it go? I thought to myself, I'm hemorrhaging one dollars at this point, right? Yeah, you're just I'm seven eight bucks out. down. Mm-hmm. Let's let's make a smart bet, get an easy <laughs> win, and take Verstappen. <laughs> And how did that go for you, guard? Uh, didn't work out. Apparently, that guy fucking sucks now. <laughs> he got he 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 doesn't suck, but he did get second place uh, to one Charles Leclerc. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> you took the you took the easy winner, a Max Verstappen, Red Bull driver at the Red Bull Ring, and uh, for the first time in months, Charles Leclerc got a win. So that's just tough for you, man. I can't tell you that's how really tough for you. It is to take him the one time he loses the race. Yeah, that's a big bummer. Um, so now, but... Stone, we collectively uh, are down nine total dollars. We'll get him back. We'll get him back. If one of these hits, I mean, if a twenty to one bet hits, then oh yeah, we're in the business here. Um, but until that day. Uh... We'll keep our fingers crossed, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Now, was that a um, point five stone? What, no, what? Was that one of the one, two, or threes, or was that a point five? Well, that was that was one. That was your bet. Your bet's always one. Oh, okay, nice. I didn't realize three. I had the coveted uh, spot now. I thought it could just be, you know, whatever. No, well, you made a bet, so well, you got your spot. Yeah, okay, <laughs> Something great. you haven't done in a couple weeks. That's on you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're right and i'm sorry i'm sorry the audience for that that's my bad to be clear that that is equally on me but stone it's on you too yeah uh thing number two mm-hmm. um and we already kind of talked about this Char- charles leclerc won he did it it's the first time since australia that he's won a race Yay. all the way back in australia when we thought that ferrari was going to be kicking the shit out of red bull um and then they had a litany of issues, uh, reliability, um, team calls have been questionable, but he did it. He got back on the podium, and I'm glad to see it. Um, 
not all rainbows and sunshine for Ferrari because they did have one of their two engines in their cars blow up. Oh, shit. They should have had a one-two, but they didn't. Um, so that's that's tough for Ferrari, but, you know, at least both of their cars didn't blow up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, thing that's, number three. Got to gotta see the silver lining, Stone. Maybe uh, you tweet to. that at them so they can make sure they're not sad about that. <laughs> so they stay humble, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, thing number three. Um, turns out, and I don't like to make broad generalizations about any groups of people, but turns out, word on the street, is the Austrian Grand Prix goers kind of suck. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Big uh-oh. Um, for one, so this was a home race for Max. He is part Austrian, part Dutch. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a Dutch Grand Prix and an Austrian Grand Prix, which are basically home Grand Prix for him, both places, uh, which... His popularity has brought out some, uh, I don't know, less than stellar race fans. Some undesirables. Yeah, and I'm going to, the more I look into it and read about it, I don't think it's like the core F1 fans that are like a bunch of dicks. I think (laughs) Max Verstappen's a big deal in those countries, so it just pulls a bunch of people, race fans or not, and when you pull that many people, um, some are going to be assholes. (laughs) Sure. So point one, why they suck, is um, his fans are called the Orange Army. I don't know why his color's orange for some reason. It's not the color of Red Bull or of either of his like national flags, but Wait, where whatever. Where is he from? Uh, he is half Dutch, half Austrian. The Dutch like orange a lot. Do they? Is that why it is? I don't, yeah, I c- I don't know why. Their national team is, and football is orange. Okay, then that must be it. Mm-hmm. Because there is an orange F1 team. So there's a sea of orange in the crowd, mm. but it's not for the orange F1 team. It's confusing, whatever. But they think it's a great idea to uh, pop orange smoke flares in their stands. Oh, sure. Sure, from a helicopter view, the sea of orange and the orange smoke, it looks kind of neat. I saw multiple videos of people in these grandstands that missed the entire first five laps. <laughs> <laughs> because they just can't see through the orange smoke that the <laughs> race goers have intentionally popped off. Sounds badass. <laughs> so nothing like paying hundreds of maybe even thousands of dollars to not be able to see the first lap of an F1 race. <laughs> like I would be furious, man. I would not be nice to the people with those flares. I would be outwardly mean to them and they deserve it. Stone, I got to be honest, I don't know if um, being mean to an F1 hooligan is in your best interest. Well, then they shouldn't I be I agree shit. with you, but uh, those people are crazy, <laughs> I've heard. That is true. Again, I don't think it's the F1 hooligans. I think it's the uh, uh, the hooligans that would be a hoodlum at any sporting event that is based around a national team or mm, hero you know sure okay uh and then thing number two is all over twitter people were just posting about how there's just be just a ton of harassment towards a bunch of uh race goers mostly women mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people of color and the gays you know the people that get most of the hate all of the time sure um and apparently that's just a thing that happens at the austrian grand prix because i read an article from uh 
motorsports journalist where she talked about how she went in like 2012 and camped there and how it wasn't that fun of a time because there's just a bunch of uh, drunk dudes uh, harassing all of the, the women and people of color. Awesome. So, uh, hey, guys, be better. If you see an asshole, call him out. And uh, If you see uh, something, don't, say something. If you see something, say something. Because you has been those are the kind of people for good now. Mm-hmm. Okay, because great. those are the kind of people that'll say some terrible shit. But if you like go up to them and say, "Oh, what did you just say to me?" We will repeat it real quick. They definitely won't because they're assholes, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so 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 fuck those guys. Yeah, don't pop smoke flares in a crowded area, no matter how much you love <laughs> one of the F one drivers, and uh, do better. <laughs> A the journalist from Stone yeah. in today's F1 yeah. G3. Hey, Austrians, do better. Uh, because the journalist that I like, um, I retweeted her post about it uh, today. So check that out on our socials at f- the Fast Five Pod. The um, and the number five. Yeah, don't forget those. Very important. But uh, she also said she's camped in the U.S. and in Canada and in uh, Silverstone in Great Britain, and it uh, it wasn't awful. It was actually a nice experience. Excellent news. Um, she also has a really good. <laughs> I found her because of a really good article she wrote um, about going to the Miami Grand Prix, and it was from the perspective of a uh, formerly poor kid going to the <laughs> Miami Grand Prix, nice. and it was a really great read. Um, but anyways. Okay, shout out. Uh, shout out. Um, but that's F123. <laughs> nice. All right, sick. Uh, well, Stone, if you would like to carry on, I have a couple more items. Oh, one more thing. Mm-hmm. Guard. Yes. Next next week? Uh-huh. There isn't there isn't a race, so there isn't. Uh, don't worry about it. Isn't. Is not. There's a there's a break. But then the two weeks after that. Two races, so uh, I'll remind you when the time comes. But hmm, okay, I thought there was. Don't don't worry about it too much for the next week. Okay, great, good to know. <laughs> I won't. Um, thing number whatever we're on four. Super fan of the show. I think that's fair to say at this point. Cole has um, lambasted us both on Twitter recently. <laughs> has he? Yes, did you not did see? I, did I miss that? Yes, you, missed I guess so, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, a daisy. So you previously shared with us that uh, Michael Jordan played for which team? Oh, dude, I dude, I noticed this when I was editing it, and I'm going to put this on you. Well, mostly. so did Cole, so great. Good. Yeah. I said that he played for the Wizards, mm-hmm. but he plays for the Magic. And I'm also going to put this on the NBA for having two magical-themed teams. <laughs> sure. That's like having the, the Chicago Bulls and the Cincinnati Cows. Come on. <laughs> Creativity. <laughs> okay, anyway. It's like having the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Soft Rock. <laughs> I agree, but that being said, um, we have been called out, so thanks a lot, Cole. Really appreciate that. Now, finally, we recently got an email worth discussing as well. 
Okay, yeah, give it to me. I, I also didn't see this. I've just been... Good God, stop. Not doing well. You didn't see the email from Superfan as well? Fellow Superfan emailed us and you didn't notice this? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, would yeah. you like to guess who it's from? Is it from uh, either one of the Andrews? Uh, yes, it is. It's from Ergonomic Snail, who is Andrew. I uh, And he has message just something well you know what maybe we'll leave this till a little tiny bit later in the podcast actually and yeah you'll, you'll see why um i say that we should do that once we get to that part of the podcast i is it is it another deleted scene that explains uh the horrible uh storytelling in this movie <laughs> yes well <laughs> i mean yes it is a deleted scene perfect um, and it does have a little, uh, explanation of some things, but another part that I want to share later. So we'll get to that soon, which is exciting. <laughs> that and- is exciting. <laughs> Don't leave. Don't leave audience. We got exciting emails coming up. That's right. You heard it here first. You did. Uh, and with that, I think we can jump into it, Stone. I think we can, uh, guard. Yes. Would you like to tell the audience how this five minutes began or ended i will take uh began this five minutes begins with uh the second half of a montage it does we're we were halfway through a montage and we get to finish it out thank goodness and it ends uh with an awkward date at a vending machine sure enough yes it does sure enough so we get right back into it. We're uh, halfway through uh, learning to drift montage that also includes Twinkie and Sean selling stuff montage. Um, the first scene, the very first scene in this montage that we see is um, <laughs> Twinkie licking his hand and then uh, miming, slapping <laughs> something about um, uh, crotch level. Sure. So good for him. Great. Hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I still am not sure, by the way, what why we're seeing so much of things being sold, if I'm being completely I've, honest. I have no idea. Um, it doesn't... It, <laughs> we sure as hell don't get an explanation of why we're seeing that in this five minutes. Um, but we do get another <laughs> another addition to this montage card. Uh, yeah, we sure do. Are you referring to the fact that someone actually helps coach Sean? No, no, I'm referring to the fact that uh, the scene after Twinkie slaps an imaginary ass uh-huh. uh, is just Sean watching Han hand DK some money. Oh, yeah. Like, from across the <laughs> shop. I that. And then DK, like, shuts the door on him. Again, like... I, I guess that gives us context of <laughs> of Sean's not invited. <laughs> Sean's not completely in, and they're like doing some sort of business deal. But I guess, but we like also already knew that. So why we needed to see it again? I'm, I'm I I have no sure. idea. Sure. So I guess let's jump in with uh, ergonomic snail slash Andrew, same person. To be clear, his email right now, just so we can have some backstory, and then. Um, then we'll go on. Wait, which here. Andrew is this? Is this American Andrew or Australian Andrew? No, this is Australian Andrew. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I'm just going to read a lot of this email for verbatim because I think there's some good information in here. Thank you, Superfan Andrew. Good on you, <laughs> Mike. For, thanks for doing our job for us. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Um, okay. Ohoyo. Gozemasu, fast bros, he says. Oh, bilingual. Didn't know that about him. <laughs> no doubt. Just wanted to check in and provide a bit more information that may enhance your viewing experience. Appreciate it. In another oh, early deleted scene, prior to arriving at his first day at school, Sean meets both Neela and DK's right-hand man at the train station, which is why when he arrives in the classroom, he holds eye contact with her, and later when he arrives at the car park drift meet, he glares when he sees DK's goon getting friendly with a lady. Without the context of the deleted scene, it just appears that Sean likes to stare at people who eventually will have <laughs> lines. <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I got out of it. He goes on to say, Many of random side characters who Sean befriends are introduced or are shown bonding with him during deleted scenes. One of these scenes includes the friend who calls Twinkie a wanker during the soccer match. Ah, yes, everyone's favorite character. Uh, being tied to the roof of the car that Twinkie is driving as punishment for talking mad shit. <laughs> While this isn't in the scene, his character's name is Earl, which I can confirm is not a traditional Japanese name. <laughs> Another fun deleted scene includes Sean asking for advice as to why his all-wheel drive car is oversteering. Um, also... Suchia, sorry again everyone for the pronunciation, but uh, Kichi Suchia, the original Drift King, this is the part I was kind of saving, but it's fine. Um, so, so I actually did know this part, Andrew, uh, so I did a little of my job, but thank you just in case because it was a great catch. I learned this after we talked about it. The original Drift King has a cameo in the films. Get out of town. Yeah, he's one of the dock workers. <laughs> Those dock workers that we don't have subtitles for? Yeah, yeah, that, he's awesome. one of those guys saying basically like that guy sucks at drifting. Hell yeah, dude. He mocks Sean, Andrew said, who mocks Sean's poor drifting. We can only imagine because we don't know Japanese and our movie doesn't have subtitles. Um, but yeah, the original actual Drift King is in this movie, which so I will give props to the movie and director for getting that person. That's pretty badass. That is badass. Um, bummer that he has to be in such a booty-ass movie. That is unfortunate, but um, yeah, he's like famed worldwide for his work on uh, purposefully oversteering, which came to be known as drifting. Well, I'm glad it got a better name than purposefully oversteering, because the purposefully oversteer king uh, just doesn't <laughs> have the ring to it, you know? Not as good. Anyway, uh, Andrew concludes, stay fast, lads, which is a fun way to sign off an email. Thank you, Andrew. Well, thank you, Andrew. Go go figure that they shot scenes explaining all the stuff we're confused about, but just didn't put it in the movie. Man, that's that's tough for, for this movie. That is a really bizarre choice. Also, drifting <laughs> in Japanese is Hiroyu. Very cool. Um it's one thing to cut out a scene for like time or something, but to cut out a scene where that introduces a character—that's insane, dude. That's that, that might be the most Fast and Furious move of all time. <laughs> I agree. Also, Stone, I don't know if you just heard that part because it was into my voice recording part, and I just remembered that's not how you hear my voice. I did Google uh, uh, yelling whatever Japanese for drifting is into the mic. 
perfect. <laughs> uh, they pronounced it much differently than mine was. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good, but I don't know. You could have fooled me. Um. Anyway, yeah, so we see uh, all that stuff and also... Han getting a random amount of money uh, with no context whatsoever. We're just led to believe that it's, um, I don't know, not over-the-table funds, I guess. You know, it's just some some classic Yakuza-adjacent crimes that they're doing. Yes. That we still aren't sure what they are. Um, we also see, though, Sean is now good at drifting. He's now getting the hang of drifting. Um, I would like to think mostly because, as I mentioned earlier, Han actually got in the car with him. He got in the car with him finally, which I guess is fair on Han's part. He's like, let's him figure it out and crash by himself. And then when I know he's not going to horribly injure me, the passenger, I'll get in. (laughs) Yeah, but like, seems like a tough way to learn, (laughs) to, to be fair, but... Um, um, he he gives Sean some expert advice, like watch it, watch it, not too early now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just some generic, break. yeah, some generic stuff. Um, right. He sells some shoes with Twinkie. Sean seems to be getting it, and we we learn this as an audience because he gives out a very uh, enthusiastic yee-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> a classic uh, Sean-esque line there. Yeah, classic. Um, and then my favorite part about this five minutes is this montage that we just finished, uh, isn't the only montage of the five minutes. There's one later on <laughs> and it's broken up by a very strange scene. Um, yeah, it sure is. Uh, Sean is good now. Uh, we smash cut to his father in what I have asked my friend who, uh, is military adjacent about and he says that his dad is in dress uh clothes military dress yeah i also (laughs) saw this it's kind of a hard fit um i'm kind of into it now stone because it i did ask my friend brett he wants credit here it is brett uh, is your credit Uh, shout out brett shout out thank you for your help he's gonna hate that i said military adjacent so that's a fun little thing for me later um but is he in the rotc or what (laughs) he's in uh the um uh what's it called the national guard okay he he will be called up uh to active military duty if shit hits the fan if all of the shit hits all of the fans yes so he's he's gonna he's gonna be in the game Thank you uh, for defending our country as well, Brett. Appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for potentially defending our country in the future if everything is as bad as it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> that, we salute you. That's right. Thank you, Brett. The, uh, to be clear to everyone in the National Guard, I'm kidding. Brett's my good friend. Uh, when I said military, Jason, I'm not trying to get canceled by America. <laughs> Anyway, Brett is very knowledgeable about insignias on a and on account of uh, having to study and I don't know, like being around the military a lot or being, being in the military, military adjacent. in the military, I suppose. So in I, around, in and around the military, both yes. So I asked him, uh, "What is the patch on 
the dad's uniform he's wearing. Is it the right branch? Because he's in the military. Sorry, he's in the Navy, right? In the movie. I believe so. What was your guess, Stone? Did they get it correct? Um, I'm going to guess that they did. Well, you would be correct. Uh, they did get it right. He has the insignia of a lieutenant on his shoulder. And where does that? What? What's above a lieutenant? What's below a lieutenant? Um, a, <laughs> I know. I just for the audience. Stuff. Yeah, of course. I I figured you knew. <laughs> so Bray actually sent me a handy little thing uh, with all the insignias, and it's pretty neat. So. In the Navy, I believe it goes Ensign, Lieutenant Junior, Lu- sorry, Lieutenant Junior Grade, Lieutenant, so it's it's the third one, and then Lieutenant Commander, Commander, Captain, Rear Admiral, Rear Admiral, Upper Half, Vice Admiral, Admiral. So what you're telling me is he's pretty low on the totem pole. Yeah, but I think um, the farther down you go, the increasingly rare it gets, so I think there's like an incredible amount of lieutenants. Uh, and like, like, I don't think it's, um, an embarrassing, uh, posi- like a starter. It's not position. an embarrassing p- position, but he's definitely not hot shit, uh, in the world of the Navy. Right. Right. Yeah. Good. Because he does, he doesn't deserve to be hot shit. Cause he's a weirdo. Um, true. Um, anyway, they fit, got it right. His fit is hard as nails. It's a sweater with a, a black sweater with a beige collared shirt underneath it. Mm-hmm. Good look. Yes. He, uh, we're, so I guess, why are we showing him, Stone? We're only shown him to show that he goes to look in the closet bedroom of his what, tiny one-bedroom apartment. That you would think um, you would hear people coming in and out of. Yes, he goes to look in the closet where his teenage son should be sleeping. It's dark out, uh, but he's not there. How the fuck? His son is nowhere to be found. Dude, how the fuck does he not know Sean's not there? Well, I'm guessing he just got home from work because he's in work close. Yeah, but a late like, shift down at the Navy. So he thinks Sean was like peacefully sleeping in bed when he came home. He put all of his stuff on and then went to check. I get. I don't know. I guess it's not that weird, but I'm like painfully aware of if someone's in my apartment and not. I, I, that just is kind of, wild I think it was me. more for the audience to show that he has looked at every single room in this tiny apartment and Sean is nowhere to be found. <laughs> okay. So they're just uh, showing then us immediately, that Sean's not there. I think he's showing us that Sean's not there and his dad looked for him in all of the places he could be <laughs> either the living room or the single bedroom. Um, and then we learn immediately where Sean is. He's shown up with all of his bags at a Hans shop. Yeah, <laughs> He's moving in. He to ask to stay there at the at the mechanic shop. The mechanic shop that is attached to a club, which is also attached to another club, is where this teenager has asked to stay um, permanently reside. Yeah, and Hans cool with that. Um, he so yeah, someone Hans says something there. to him. He walks out and see. They don't exchange words. They see yeah. him standing there with his bags, and he says, hey, get this guy a bunk. Yeah, Han, Han is chilling in the chill zone where they have a couple couches, a game of Japanese dominoes, which I forgot the actual name mm-hmm. of, and a sick uh, racing video playing on the TV. Um, and then Sean shows up just with his bag and says nothing, and Han says, 
Hey, Twink. Oh, that's another part I want to talk about. <laughs> uh, get this man a bunk. Because we, as we've talked about before, there's bunk beds at his shop. <laughs> I don't understand why Sean wants to live there or like what wasn't working out with the previous situation. I don't know either. Um, I mean, I get, so I get that, that like the dad told him not to um, race or be around cars, but like, uh, who cares? I mean, like, he's already broken that rule the dad while ne- living yeah, with his dad. He broke the rule already, and the dad never followed up on that. No, um, so he's just a teenager that ran away at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To live with his. Uh, <laughs> for no reason though like he didn't get kicked out or like his dad wasn't like continuing to make things hard you know he just moved out because he needs to live closer to the man that uh is forcing him into a work situation to pay back the damages that he caused i don't know dude it's weird <laughs> it's very bizarre but okay but it get here's the thing i want to talk about <laughs> because han says the line Hey, Twink, get this man a bunk. Uh-huh. What an unfortunate way to shorten the nickname <laughs> Twinkie. What uh, do you mean, man? It's, that's badass. <laughs> was, in the year 2006, was Twink a widely known term for a young, hot gay man? <laughs> um, I'm not sure on that one. I couldn't tell you for sure. Because that's a bummer for Twinkie mm-hmm. to be called Twink. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if he if he is, because uh, from what we've learned about Twinkie, he is not a gay man. He is very straight and loves women. Uh, yes. Some might say a little too much. Well, that yeah, that's true. So to be called Twink has to be not the greatest uh, <laughs> for him. Um, also, does Twinkie also live here? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I guess so. I, I guess this is where Twinkie lives. We thought he just hung out here and partied here. Turns out this is his home. This is his residence, yeah. So is Han Two just taking teenagers. in any any weird car-adjacent teenage outcast to live in his automotive shop? What the fuck is going on here? Seems that way, man. For sure. Any really te- wild Any stuff. vagabond teenager that has any inkling of car knowledge... Come on down to Uncle Hans. Come on down. We got a whole wall of bunks that you can live in. It's not ideal, but you can live there. Yeah, he doesn't get a room. He gets a bunk. Yeah, he gets a bunk in a shop where they also, I assume, do shop stuff and party. (laughs) Awesome, dude. Yeah, that sounds much better than living with your loving father. (laughs) It's a little strange. Um, after that it's short a, it's scene, a ton strange. back into another montage, mm-hmm. we, we had a less than a minute break between these two montages. That's crazy, dude. Uh, well, it is crazy. And for a couple reasons, uh, if I may, uh, lodge a complaint. Please do. I think, uh, okay, so I guess we should explain what the uh, (laughs) montage is first. The the second montage is another drifting montage, but this time um, Han is in his Veilside Mazda MX-5, and Sean is in his red Mitsubishi 
Lancer, Evolution. Evolution. And they're drifting together. Yes. Um, they're drifting together and, well, what part of the, I guess it's. I guess it's not a montage. Yeah, well, it kind of flows into a, another different mont of like him winning a race. Yeah, it, it, there's a sweet, the camera does a sweet 360, and then the next thing we know, we're in a drift battle back at the same place where Sean humiliated himself. <laughs> no but this doubt. time, he's in first, and he's doing the better drifts of the two people. Yes, he's racing uh, the guy that sucks. Uh, DK's henchman, who's also in high school, who left all of his clothes on the roof that one time, <laughs> I forgot is the that. other competitor in this drift battle. He wins and lose. Sorry, Sean wins. Sean wins. The other guy loses his fucking mind. He's he has furious, a, a, like a man. breakdown. He's like in his car. So they go back to the main uh, street race where, or the sorry, the same location where. They had the big race or whatever against DK, the the parking lot area, which again is a cool location for a race. Great place for a drift battle. That being said, uh, it would be a little cooler uh, if I knew what the stakes were at all before the montage started after the montage right before that. Yeah, yeah. Knowing the stakes of the race uh, before you know the outcome of the race would help, but also you get like we get like thirty seconds of the race, so I don't know if it matters too much. I'm just saying, like usually in the the strong point of these movies is like the racing, right? Which you, not this one. You would hope that was the case, and the reason <laughs> they're cool is because they they like have a reason to matter at all. Uh, like the one movie where they the race matters because like, you know, we're racing for cars or like, you know, that someone's life is on the line or, you know, something crazy like that. You know that the mad scientist is going to get murdered. Yeah, exactly. He ran away exactly. after he lost his car. Yeah. You know, the, so the problem with this one becomes <laughs> we're just in the middle of a racing montage for no reason. It's very strange. Um, yeah, we hop in halfway through the race. It finishes very quickly. Sean's the winner. And then we learn the stakes of the race. <laughs> Which were kind of insane as well, actually. Um, Han bet DK, not the real guy, but the Dillweed DK, a car. Yeah, uh, Han bet a car on this race against DK, two guys that are not in this drift. So they bet on their own homies. DK betting on his henchman, Han betting on Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we we just know this because DK walks by Han. He hands him keys. Han says, "Pleasure doing business with you." Um, wouldn't that mean that Sean's debt is paid? <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, man. That is Doesn't exactly that mean that, like, what I was thinking. Sean has now got Han a car. And he, they should be even, but like they don't acknowledge that at all. No. And I assume that we're going to continue to be uh, in a movie where Sean is working for Han. I think so, but he has totally fulfilled his obligation. He has. Um, in my smash cut, we're opinion. back to school. Yeah, we are. Yes, I agree. This and all smash happened cut, in a we're montage. Back to school. By the way, this whole yeah. five minutes was montaging. 
Um, I like the jump cut back to school because it really grounds us. Like, look at these cool dudes drifting. We're betting cars. We're in high school, though. We have to remember that these are all high schoolers. <laughs> That's insane. We're all high schoolers. Um, we're in the middle of a lesson where the teacher is speaking Japanese, and I can't help but think uh, Sean still has no idea what's going on, right? <laughs> Dude. Like, there's no way this absolute buffoon has there's, picked up on any Japanese. There is not a shot in hell he knows Japanese at this point still. No. No. So he spent, I'm guessing at this point, he spent weeks just blankly staring at someone speaking a language he does not know, and somehow that's considered school? Dude, he <laughs> has to have straight Fs right now. Yeah, like, there's no way he's, like, succeeding in his classwork god there's no no way at all god no he doesn't know what lingo oh insane and then um uh cute girl i would would hazard a guess to say he hasn't even bothered trying no why would he 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 cares about one thing in this world and it's uh uh cars right um then we see the cute girl get a message guard what is her name her name is oh, I literally just read it in Andrew's email. Neela. Isn't is isn't it's Neela? We remembered this time, guard. Yeah, I remembered. Nila. I didn't read it. <laughs> I looked it up, so I, when I prompted you with this question, I would also know. Okay, nice. So you played me, Neela. Yes, I did. Played you like a fiddle. It's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> Neela gets a message. I am on her computer from none other than. Bama underscore boy. Who could that be? <laughs> Bama boy. Um, it's Sean. His username Spoiler. is Bama boy. That's awesome. Bama boy. Um, guard, did you have any embarrassing I am names? I don't remember what my original was. Um, my well, I my you my Instagram username used to be Dragon Eye Guard, Ooh. which is pretty humiliating. it's a pretty it's a pretty fun one um i don't think i ever had a bad i am name i've i i figured out stone spill when i was very young and that's just been my username for everything since then which has been great for me um i was guard 114 for quite some time but I do have an embarrassing uh, instant messenger story. Oh, excellent! That I just thought of right now that I think I should do tell, tell yes, you please. about. Um, and I'm not the only person in this uh, embarrassing Instagram story, but also um, friend of the show and friend of us are uh, Dylan. Oh, excellent! Yeah, he was also a part of this. Please embarrass. So, um, yeah. So let's embarrass both of us real quick. As as uh, we did when we were, I don't know, teens and preteens before cell phones were abundant, you got on MSN Instant Messenger, you know? Mm-hmm. How else are you going to chat up the ladies <laughs> when you don't have a cell phone mm-hmm. other than on the family computer on MSN Instant Messenger? Important. Mm-hmm. Important stuff. Um, well, Dylan was over one time and we were chatting up the ladies as we did (laughs) nice and uh we had a webcam i remember specifically we had a webcam pretty early on in their existence for personal use because we would video chat with our grandparents that lived in nebraska how adorable that's cute i learned being the tech savvy boy that i was that you could uh instead of having a profile picture you could like 
have a live video on, of you while you did your text text chat? Oh no. So to like really bump up our level our chatting game, we'd throw that on mm-hmm. so the ladies could see the two cool dudes they were chatting with. Oh, you were together. And I remember Oh yeah, we were t- both together on the computer chatting up the ladies. Okay, nice. And I remember specifically this one memory about this which I think about too often and it makes me cringe. <laughs> but me Is this and Dylan thought you story stone? This it's it's pretty up there. Okay. I remember one time we were chatting up the ladies and me and Dylan thought, you know what would be super cool oh, no. of us to do? Just some push ups in the background. Oh, no. While one of us is chatting, the other would just go behind and like bump, oh, bump out a couple no, reps. <laughs> just to just to let these ladies know that they're talking to two cool dudes. Mm-hmm. And uh I think about that too often and like cringe out of my skin because oh boy. <laughs> you were having real. a full conversation with some ladies. Yes, whilst and then doing push-ups. Whilst the other of the two would just make and it's it wasn't like we were just do it's, we would just bump out a couple push-ups because it's what cool dudes do. I don't know what our li- our thought our logical uh-huh. thought was here because that's not cool or the right thing to do <laughs> at all, but we is. did it. We did it. That's too bad. And, is what uh, that is. I just think maybe your IM game wasn't as on point as ours was, Guard, and I think you might be jealous. So <laughs> that's that's one possibility, certainly. Anyways, uh, that that's an embarrassing story about me and our friend Dylan. I can't wait to bring that up so. with Dylan. I um, absolutely love having stuff to make fun of him for. So that's great. It's one of my favorite things, and there's another uh, there's another bullet to load in your in your uh, embarrassed Dylan cannon. For anyone feeling left out right now because they don't know who uh, this Dylan character is, uh, if you remember back to when my a running gag I was doing was uh, interrupting Stone during F one two three and a pizza man called when I was ordering <laughs> a pizza. That was Dylan. Yes, I don't know was. if you knew that and, or not, uh, Stone, but that's that was Dave. I think you did tell me. Um, but uh, me and Dylan have been uh, good friends for over twenty years now, so I have a litany of embarrassing stories of us together. Excellent. being being very cringy in our younger age. So okay, good. I'll have to talk uh, offline and about more of those with you later on. Yeah, pretty fun. Every once in a while, I'll just remember one and just text it to just him, just so <laughs> he doesn't forget either. It's like, remember when we did this embarrassing thing? Yeah, you have to hold on to that too. I can't be the only one. But anyways, Bama underscore boy sends Neela a message. Yeah. He says, how come I never see you drift? The letter C, the letter U, the I is not capitalized. Three question marks. As every good I am is slightly... uh, uh, not correct mm-hmm. grammar because only only fucking nerds use correct grammar and I am, oh, you no know? Doubt. Yeah, good call there for sure. Um, Neela responds uh, by saying, because you've never asked. You never ask exclamation mark. Ooh, it's getting hot and heavy. Of course she didn't spell out you. She just put the letter in there. I gotta say, this is getting steamy. I'm slightly confused by the answer. That answer, if I'm being completely honest with you, Stone. 
<laughs> he asks why he's never seen her drift. Mm-hmm. And she says, because you've never asked. You're right. That isn't a good answer. She's saying that he needed to ask to see her drift? Yeah, I guess. But we know she has a car that she uh, that wasn't feeling right or something. Like she Remember? only drifts when people ask to watch her drift. Apparently, she she's a she only drifts uh, by herself. She's a solo drifter, but she can be asked. Yeah, yeah. Weird, weird. Um, jump cut again. Again, this movie moves a, f- a mile a minute. Indeed, we're on a date. Indeed, yeah. Um, we, we have gone to a. A place somewhere in the city where uh, there's just a bunch of vending machines for food, and that's like the whole the whole pole of the place. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Pretty cool. I, I I don't. Again, I don't know much about Japan, but this just seems kind of like on brand. I guess. I know that like uh, underwear vending machines exist there, so why wouldn't a lobster dinner vending machine also <laughs> exist there? Like, it doesn't surprise me at all. Right. I don't know. Uh, one of them is, is a lobster dinner. One of them looks like it's like a steak dinner. Um, you can get some wild things out of these vending machines. Here's my question. Did it seem uh, appetizing to you? Um, not particularly. <laughs> me neither. But but if, if, like, a local brought me here, like, I think I'd have a fun time picking out random shit from vending machines that I've never got out of a vending machine before, you know? Yeah, that's true. I would, uh, I would go to this place and try out the vending machine lobster. Some people might find that uh, sickening, but, uh, but fuck you. But win in Rome, you know? Yeah. Um... <laughs> They are both sitting down with a uh, a box of food and two drinks, and um, Sean <laughs> Sean says uh, this isn't that bad. Didn't even have to put ketchup on it. Okay, okay, white b- white kid, you don't have to be this aggressively white. Didn't even have to right? put ketchup on it. Didn't even have to put ketchup on it, implying that he puts ketchup on literally everything. God, he's the worst. Um, All right. He is the worst, and somehow Neela finds this amusing. Um, she does, yeah, unfortunately. She's quite smitten by his Bama boy charm. <laughs> um, he calls himself an outsider, or he says he's not much of an outsider, using the Japanese word that we heard earlier. He says he's not anymore and, uh, because he's tried vending machine lobster. Yeah, and he, didn't ha- he, <laughs> he wasn't inclined to put ketchup on it. Mm-hmm. That makes him not an outsider. Spoiler alert, bud. Uh, still an outsider. Sure enough. Sure enough. Um, then we but get some Neela backstory. Huge news. Stone might be uncanceled. I've been uncanceled this whole time, guard. I've never was canceled. I was right. <laughs> She's clearly not Japanese. And we learn her backstory matches up with her real life ethnicity where uh her mom uh left australia right out of high school and moved to japan for some reason i don't know if that's a big thing to do in australia but i guess it's not that far of a move for an aussie uh stone you were canceled i hate to inform you of this however you are now uncanceled as a result well that's good to hear um 
So you uh, will, of course, forever have a tarnished reputation from being Scarlet one-time C. canceled. <laughs> well, everyone gets canceled at least one. You know what I'm saying? That's Oh, absolutely. For sure. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, how do you go through life with saying zero slurs, you know? <laughs> oh, no. That's too bad. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Also, you know what's pretty bad? Neela's mom is dead. Yep. Tough for her. Uh, there's a couple lines in this that I don't understand where she says, my mom died when I was 10, uh, and the only thing she knew about her is that she um, worked at a place I couldn't understand what she was saying. Um, yeah, so I, didn't, worked at, I didn't catch a lot of that either, if I'm being completely honest. But she said that's the only thing she knows about her mom. But her mom died when she was 10. I feel like 10 is old enough to, you know, remember anything else. Ah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? What's your favorite memory from when you were 10? Uh, my mom threw me a pirate-themed birthday party. My mom and dad did, and it was badass. That's pretty tight. It was really when tight. When you're for turning 10? I don't know, sometime around that, some something around that time period. Cool. It was really sick. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> Shout out. Um, and my dad. To be clear, they both threw me the party. <laughs> let's be honest. Mom did more. I think she That's probably, big I mom mean, energy. she made me like a pirate-themed birthday cake as well, and there was a, but there was also like a treasure hunt in the field uh, behind my house that I think my dad did some digging and rock collecting for. So I think it was a team effort, really. Wow. Shout out. Um, we also learned <laughs> about Neela. Yes. Uh, everyone's favorite Australian living in Japan. Uh, that after her mom da- died, DK's grandma took her in. Yeah. Why? What a bombshell, right? Fucking why? What a bombshell. <laughs> okay, so one... What are you doing, step cousin? <laughs> Right? I mean, what the fuck? Is that not weird? First thing, it's weird that that her step... She's now dating her step-cousin. Yeah. I mean, like, not legally. Like, I don't think the grandma adopted her or or the mom did or whatever, but that's pretty weird. I mean... But also a weird thing, nobody else to take care of her after this 10-year-old mom died that some random Japanese grandma's like, you're mine now? Yeah, not <laughs> like, a lot of backstory there. I mean, did she find her on the street? Did the grandma, like, burst into the house looking for children? Did she Did she know? Yeah, did she know the grandma before this? Was it a family friend? Did the grandma see her crying in an alleyway and say, don't worry, I got you? It could be literally anything. She doesn't say. Maybe we get it. We don't see the end of this scene, so, so I guess it could... We could learn later on, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's a weird situation. DK's dating his cousin. DK is said, hey, step-cousin, it looks like you're stuck in the laundry <laughs> machine, and, and things got weird. <laughs> uh, yes, he did. DK's a freak. DK, uh, step-cousin, it looks like you're stuck under your drift car. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> And then it also adds the whole thing. It's like um, pretty upsetting that she feels like possibly compelled to date DK because his grandma like saved her life. 
also, yeah, they've been near each other, like, in each other's lives since they were 10. And it's kind of implied like, DK's, like, an ominous figure, right? <laughs> like, Yeah, it's, 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 it makes their relationship even more weird if it wasn't already that a Yakuza-adjacent man is dating a high schooler. Uh, it got weirder. That happens somehow. to be his step-cousin. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's too bad. That's weird. Um, so, Neela is confirmed Australian, has a dead mom, taken in by DK's grandma. And that's literally all we learned from her. Hopefully, we get some more. Um, and then, Sean also gives us some backstory where he says, my parents split when I was three. Mm. Moved around a lot. Mm. Uh, mostly that was my fault. I guess I made myself an outsider. I guess it's good that he's having some self-reflection. He even goes on um, to say, it is my fault. He just says, never mind, it's all my, it is all my fault now that I think about it. Which is crazy because do you not remember last episode where Han told you to specifically not do that? Yeah. You're, you're breaking Han's rules. You shouldn't be looking back at all. Breaking Han's rules, breaking his dad's rules. He's now a fugitive, uh, by the way. He's now a fugitive. Who knows if that'll ever get addressed, that he just ran away from home, and his is his dad going to report it to the police? Who knows? He just lives with, like, older men in a garage. Older men that are doing crimes. Like, Han should be concerned about this, that a high schooler ran away to live with him. Right, Because yeah. Han knows that he's doing you crimes. Wanna, if you ran a crime den, you wouldn't want uh, someone the police were actively searching for hiding at the crime den. A missing minor to be living in your crime den. Not a, like not one that they don't have any clue. I mean, he's associated like openly with Han at several events. Like hundreds of people have seen them together. Yeah. That's like the first but, place they're going to look if the dad reports him missing. Yeah, and then he's going to find Twinkie just sleeping there as well. Yeah, They're going to have some questions for Han. Yeah, like why do you have 12 teenage boys living in bunk <laughs> why beds in your shop? Why is there a cabal of young men in, in your <laughs> fucking garage? Well, after that nice yeah, self-reflection that from goes, Sean. Listen, look, <laughs> there's, they're clearly here because everyone involved loves drifting, officer. We all love drifting. We're just a bunch of bros that love drifting. I don't see what's wrong about this, officer. How many showers are here? One. Why do you ask? <laughs> but it's huge. Yeah, we have one massive locker room style shower that we all take at the same time, officer. Officer, I don't see what... But we just love drifting. <laughs> yeah. We actually don't have any showers. We just wash our cars aggressively every day. <laughs> yeah, and we we get wet. The boys get wet. I get wet, <laughs> and we clean up. What of it, officer? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Anyway, no, there's not locks on the bunks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, Sean has some nice self-reflection, and then the five minute ends. That's right. Um, so I also, I hope this date goes well, and he doesn't get murdered by DK, the boyfriend of this girl who's also known to do crimes. Who comes and around Han's working, place all the time, where Sean now that he's lives. working for. Yeah, I don't know. Um, let me also just say we are well into this movie now, and almost nothing. Well over has over half. 
We're over half. Uh, Sean is okay at drifting and has won Hanukkah at this point. There is one, two, cool. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine-ish episodes left. This is 12, I believe, that we're on. Nothing has happened. This movie's so fucking boring. We're over halfway through, and like we haven't been introduced to whatever the main conflict is. There's no is. stakes they're at just, all. Yeah, there just hasn't been a main conflict. It's just this. This might as well be a documentary of like a guy learning <laughs> to drift overseas. Um, there's no uh build at all. There's no arc going on of any kind. Well, <laughs> you know what? Maybe. It's just a movie about love and drifting and loving ladies and loving life, you know? I guess, yeah. I mean, literally, it's like just a lifestyle movie. <laughs> like, DK doesn't like Sean, but it's he hasn't been like... That is the conflict. Yeah, that's all there is. It's not like he's been like, I'm going to kill you unless you win this race soon. You know, like, at least the other movie have stakes. There's something to want to look... I, fi- I found myself... A few, more than a few times, but I mean, not more than, I still don't think the first two are good movies is what I'm saying, but I found myself more than a few times looking forward to the next five minutes and like kind of lamenting what could possibly happen next. Yeah. And like lamenting that I couldn't just continue the next five right now. I had to wait a whole week this time. I'm like, Oh God, what a drag. Thank God that fucking five minutes is over. Like, what are we going to get next week? Probably some more drifting and some awkward conversation between Neela and Sean. Whoa, I bet Twinkie says a thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. Anyways, guard. Anyways. That's the end of this five. It's the end of the five. (laughs) Aren't you on the edge of your seat to see how this date goes? Holy shit, no. I couldn't care less. Great. Well, before we go, do you have any other stuff that you've watched, read, listened to? That uh, you want to talk about real quick. I'm drained out on other stuff, man. I've had a busy couple of weeks. I've just been watching American Dad. <laughs> I love All that right. show. That can be my other stuff. I, f- I love American Dad. Wow, hot take. The the not the lesser child of Seth MacFarlane. I think it's better than Family Guy. I, I, that, I don't wow, know if that's controversial take, or not, but I think it's a lot better than Family Guy. Dude, all the Family Guy stands are going to be coming for you. <laughs> I don't oh, the army of 12 year olds by the way I'm not one of the like snooty people that uh like refuses to watch family guy there's a weird contingent of people that like it's fine if you don't like family guy but if you don't watch it because you think you're too good for it that it's that's really weird I'm not one of those people I just prefer American dad I think it's really fun but guard what if I know that I'm too good for family guy <laughs> fuck you <laughs> oh, okay um, my other thing is I saw the new Thor, Thor Love and Thunder. I did too. And Rob didn't believe me. Rob, Rob didn't believe that you saw it? Correct. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Agreed. Um, and a, a decently fun time. Not the best Marvel movie, but, uh, not bad is my, uh, expert opinion. I totally agree. So much so that I have nothing to add. I think you're spot on. Wow. Uh, Great minds uh, think the same or something. That's right. Everyone says that. (laughs) As the saying goes. (laughs) Okay, Stone. Well, that's all the time we have. But remember to water your plants. But not too much. That's right.